0: It
1: took me a long time to get here. Both parents have, have spoken with each other and they forget what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're, both of them are keen to to you now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. But these
2: fellas he get such a f-ing shit shot next Saturday evening that we'll put him back in their ashes for 10
1: years. So, welcome to the football show. No hurling, absolutely no mention of hurling on this show whatsoever. So, we're back on the exclusive football show and I want to start it by giving Carlow IT a shout out um, who made it to the Sigerson final um, last night a great Port Leash man Pat Critchley is their manager to make it even extra special a nice little blend of Leash players Carlo players Kildare players and Wexford players who's looking through their team no huge stars or anything like that um, not sure I'm not going to mention UCD Ger Ger oh, Brennan's here it. and is here <laughs> <laughs> what happened there the Dublin Derby
2: Dublin Derby uh, Great game uh, Over the last couple of seasons Willie. Uh This particular occasion uh, Our guys were Fatigued from We would have gone to Two time periods Against St Mary's of Belfast The last day Right And then against UU Jordantown The, the previous week So that definitely uh, Influenced uh, The way our fellas are feeling Did that you pick said, up injuries Along the way We up picked up a Dave? couple of injuries With well, Khan obviously A the notable obvious loss um, In the warm-up for the UJ game but in um, fairness, to the lads, everyone who came in stood up and uh, added value to the to the whole setup, and we got through those two matches. But uh, DCU were the better team on the day. Yeah, because uh, I
1: looked through both teams, and it's not like they had that strong a team, much stronger a team on paper. You still have a pretty strong team on paper there, didn't yeah, you?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, we would have kind of fancied their chances going going into the game. Again, over the years, it's been kind of fifty fifty between uh, both colleges. And this or, this particular occasion, anyone who was at the game or watching it, it was fairly evident early on that. These were just kind of hopping off the ground, and and uh, uh, everything they were trying was coming off uh, quite well for them. And we've all been on teams where you just have those A's and just mm. meant to be. And yeah, uh, and this particular occasion uh, it wasn't meant to be, but a uh, better, better, better team
1: won. Um, great to see it, Carlo do well. Do you give them a chance against them? Like, there's no, like I said, there's no stars really on that Carlo team. And and, and quite often that can be
2: beneficial to a college setup because you're not chasing the, the big guy coming back from cl- uh, club or from county right? and fellas are playing with each other the whole mm. time during the league and th- that bit of a spirit and bond develops and they have their few nights out and then fellas are p- playing for something bigger than themselves And It's like a so club team It's like mm. a club team so they did a great victory down in IT Tralee a star stood at IT Tralee team in the first round nobody gave them a chance uh, did a great feature last, it was a not UL sorry um, UCC UCC yeah. sorry who were obviously defending champions uh, nobody expected them to beat UCC and it was probably 50-50 going into the Letterkenny Kenny IT game Letterkenny Kenny would have won the Trench Cup last, uh, Trench Cup last season so uh, their first time up playing Sigerson. so um, yeah, uh,
1: it was funny. Uh, Letterkenny Letter Kenny drew in the last minute, a goal, got a goal in the last minute to draw it 1 9 all. And then Car- or I think Carla went down to score a goal. saw the video, it was a, it was a it fisted in, goal. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, What was he thinking going for a goal? You fisted over that's the one occasion I will allow you fisted <laughs> over the bar,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, fair play to him. Uh, it's on in DCU the final next uh next Wednesday evening. Um, DCU will obviously have a, a bit of home uh, advantage it's a super pitch lovely setup that they have in these U2 and uh, you would have to go with uh, the bigger college on this uh, occasion but then given who Carlo have bet and the way they finished mm. off that game yeah. against Kenny IT you have to give them a chance so uh, let's see how it goes yeah
1: so best of luck to Carlo IT we'll, we'll probably mention it um, well we won't be able to mention it if it's next Wednesday so best of luck to them hope they can do it um, it's a weird one this weekend lads because the big game is Dublin Kerry that's on Air Sport at 715 and the only other football game that I could see that was on television is clashing with that. It's Donegal and I'm sure you'll be watching that one. Mm-hmm. But there's three hurling games on. There's one on air before Dublin Kerry. It's Limerick Tip, which is a big game. And then TG Catter have two hurling games that I could see on Sunday. One is live at two and the other is deferred at four. And I was thinking, the hurling league is a dead duck. It's unimportant. Like, it's almost like a warm-up competition. And the... the the Gaelic Football League this year it's dog eat dog lads this is tier 2 on the horizon so for Division 2 teams which Leish is part of it's squeaky bum time and Division 3 teams is squeaky bum time so and we know the Division 4 teams take it very very seriously always in the league so I'm wondering like I mean there should definitely be more of a TV focus on Gaelic football this year
0: yeah, but best luck telling the hurling teams that hurling the hurling
1: league is a dead duck. I'll be telling them. I'll be doing a hurling show. Look, like, but honestly, this time last year, it's all. Look, we're not going to get into hurling analysis here, but I'll be talking to the lads about that because, like Westmead are in one one division and they're going down. So all other five teams are in a comfort zone. Do you know? They're le- and then they have another league in the summer. So yeah. there's a league and another league. So like I mean, this league is just a warm up league to the more important league. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I do think this year, especially with, with so much riding on division two and three, like this is a tier two, you're gone.
0: Yeah. I just but, but I suppose like hurting fans might feel their start <laughs> of action if they get no T V like in, in the next couple of months. But what you, you make an interesting point about division two and, two and three there because I knew obviously tier two championship was coming, but it was only when I looked at the the makeup of the divisions today. Uh, like that it, that it kind of became clear to me how much is at stake because I was looking at like obviously if you don't reach a provincial final you get relegated well then you're going to be in the tier 2 and just like for leash and Westmead for example in Division 2 they both have to beat Dublin enough to get to a provincial final so they can't go down Armagh have to beat a good uh, I would say Armagh would stay in Division 2 but if they were in threat of relegation they'd have to beat Donegal or Tyrone to get through to the provincial final. Roscommon, again I think they're safe but they'd have to beat Mayo. So like that that comes into the equation for loads of different teams and like that's going to make that's like Division 1 is obviously going to be where the elite are going to play but like in terms of the excitement it's going to be in Division 2 and 3 where the stakes are absolutely massive. Yeah.
1: So we'll finally see a bit of Maybe championship intensity the whole way through the league They're traditionally in the league and it's nearly always the way when I was playing and even since I've played it's the last two league games that are almost championship intensity aren't they That's when you you take a week break and you come back and this is when we get serious and it is and and as a, a player
2: maybe you're established fully or you're 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 trying to peak uh, and come right come championship you're always focusing those last couple of games of the national league to get your body right and to make sure that you're in the manager's eye line uh, when he's coming to picking the first 15 for the first championship round. I think the last couple of seasons, even the last 10 seasons come back to, I know Pat Gilroy took over, he put a massive emphasis on the the National League, uh, primarily from a psychological perspective that we'd taken so many hammerings off to own and, and and Kerry and one or two others that uh, it was time to start trying to beat these teams um, in the National League and uh, generate a bit of momentum from that. So, yeah. uh, from uh, our perspective Going back then That was that was our starting point And we needed to Kind of beat these teams And we had a great victory Down in, in, in Fitzgerald Stadium I think it was the first time Winning in, in, in Kerry Since 1974 Or 5 Or something like that And the rest is obviously History since mm-hmm. In terms of the Dublin Kerry rivalry Over the last 10 years But Do uh,
1: you think that was a turning point In it Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No,
2: oh no Absolutely it was a turning point Because they had Walloped us It was it was the season after The start of Learwigs so We lost by 17 points yeah. In the In quarter-final um, in 2000 and was that it was nine, nine, or 10. Nine, yeah, 9 or 10 I, th- I think it was maybe 2010 in the National League there, been, yeah. the first league game or two that uh, we turned carry over in their own backyard and we took massive confidence from that in, right. uh, so
1: little, little things like that that we don't know about when we're previewing games you don't know what's being said inside a dressing yeah. D- you could have been saying this is as important as an All-Ireland for us here yeah. so like I mean you're trying to predict games and you just don't know what that's the frustrating thing About the league But I suppose that The point I'm making This year in the league We will know those 16 teams In two and three They have to be Yeah You know They just simply have to be Hitting but the ground running and
2: They do And, and, and Connor's point is, is, is so important If you're strategising As a team manager Of Westmead or Leash You're looking at the reality Are we going to get over Dublin the length of championship mm. Probably not uh, This season anyway So we have to ensure That we are At nearly championship pace Come the first league game uh, and i know reading a couple of Michael Quirk's comments, you know, he's uh, somewhat cagey about the start of the National League because uh, still kind of pre-season guys are coming back from colleges uh, after the winter break and pre-season and Nick, uh, little niggles here and there and there's a bit of nervousness certainly uh, listen to Quirk's comments about how Leach may perform, but, they're looking to stay open division 2 but they have to if they're going to oh, they the to, yeah. place. In, uh, that's
0: the thing so yeah but the, the ironic thing about that is that like you know a lot of teams that are in that predicament are probably going to bust their balls during the league because they don't want to be in the tier 2 but the, the how, how, how long are they going to be able to sustain that level? Like, do you know what I mean? So they could bust their balls to make sure they're in tier one and then they could be completely flat by championship. You know, I'm thinking of Common a couple of years ago when Kevin McStay put all his eggs in, stayed in division one and by the time they got to the championship they were absolutely flat. So there's a danger there, there's absolutely a balance that has to be reached between going balls out to make sure you stay in it but also like leaving a little bit in the tank for championship. As but well.
1: it, no, and I completely accept that because like I mean if you're in a dressing room shouting and roaring at the start of February, at the end of January, does that lose its effect then in July when it's really needed? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, a, yeah. just psychologically, physically you'll be grand across the year, but psychologically you'll be like, oh God, is he saying the same? Like, jeez, we well, heard that through the league. You know, there has to be, this is the league, and then suddenly championship, and that was always the thing with Mick O'Dwyer, when championship came, you saw a different Micko his whole mm. demeanour was different it was championship there was a spring in his step and that kind of rubs off on everyone
2: it, it does and, and that does still happen like more than putting your boots on going into a, a league game or a club league game it's the same when, when you come to championships it's just something special you're a bit more edgy going around the house mm. the morning of a game and, and then a bit of adrenaline going that bit early because again a championship nobody remembers who wins the league it's all yeah. so, in that championship, but uh, the starting point of each team is, is, is extremely relevant, and and uh, and again, it's always what Conor is saying that uh, depending on if your division two or 3 if you're matched against a uh, Donegal or Throne in your provincial championship, you have to ensure that uh, that you are staying either getting up to Division Two or staying in Division Two um, when it comes to the end of the National League, but. Uh, I'd say the way the game has gone out, Wooly. Um, you know, you're know, you having your team meetings in December, uh, you're having your team meeting in January and you're setting your goals and your targets and you know, gone are the days of um, the manager saying, we're going out to do this and this is what we're going to do and you better do it. You have to encourage players to kind of buy in and to come up with their own ideas and plans and say, lads, what would you like to achieve this year? What's, what's uh, realistic for you? and that we're all going together. Now, if somebody, one of the players is, is, is off the wall, you've you got to keep them in check or, yeah. <laughs> or get rid of them. But well, yeah.
1: I told you, I, I told this story. We're getting sidetracked here now, but I told this story when Justin McNulty took over Leash. This was 2011. Now, we'd gone through two years. Sean Dempsey was Leash manager, hadn't gone well. We'd lost the Tipperarian qualifiers. And I've told this story before, but I'll tell you again, is we had a meeting. And it was that exact thing, Gerrard. It's like, wha- what are your goals or what are your aspirations? And we get all these answers start coming back. Win All-Ireland, Windy All-Ireland, Windy. All Ireland, windy all... Now I said, get promoted out of Division uh, 2 and make a Leinster final. That's what I put down. So I start getting tick with all these All-Irelands. I said, let's see, you know how far we're off All-Irelands, right? Yeah. So I lost the head, gave out, and uh, McNulty pulled me up because I didn't have the type of optimism that he wanted or the positivity. I was too negative. And well, I was like, "Oh, I'm not sure this panel's for me now. <laughs> was there anyone else as realistic as you?" Uh, no. Yeah. I just I just gave out, and nobody really backed that up. Now, uh, was I wrong for saying we should should we be shooting for the stars or should you have realistic aims?
2: It's 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 how you package uh is so I I I would certainly be uh, seeing from your hymn sheet there. One has to be realistic. Uh Everyone would love to win in all Ireland. if you're from Leitrim or New York or London or wherever, no disrespect to Leitrim or the other, uh, teams I mentioned but they're not going to win in all Ireland. Mm. but it'd be great to win one. So I'm a player, I'm in the dressing room in Division 2, Division 3 or 4 team what would I like to improve on myself as a player uh, individually, is it technical, tactical do I want to improve my weak side or tackling um, and then as a team we are in Division 3 or we are in Division 2 it is a realistic and a smart goal to uh stay in this division or, or get promoted. And if we gotta go run the championship, that's another bonus and that'll be a successful year. Yeah and then we'll review it next year. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're reaching for the stars, um it's it's it's, it's fairy stuff and then it becomes the manager's message then becomes somewhat unauthentic or um, yeah. has yeah. less credibility because yeah, it's not genuine, yeah. It's not genuine while while he would like to win in All irelands with Leash, I'm sure McNulty would love to win in all Ireland with Leash based on where you were there and then it wasn't going to happen anytime soon yeah. it was realistic to get to a Lancer final and get promoted in the league that just was the more way realistic. It, well, <laughs> <Yeah. maybe laughs> was the way you said tell it Willie maybe maybe it tell I was tell tell it, I was, it. I was giving out I was
1: given out because I was yeah. getting frustrated now we yeah. were decent in 2011 and it's just coming off the back of such two bad years I was thinking this is silly mm. stuff but just there's another thing that just popped into my head you know the way like you hear a lot of managers saying we want to stay in the division I'm not sure that's a good goal because at what point right you only need three wins Do you say, right, we won't be disappointed if we lose to them? Would you not... I know every team will try to win every game. I just think it's the wrong message to send. Would it not be we want to finish as far up the league as possible? Do you know what I mean? With an ambition of going well in the league knowing that staying in it should be delighted but I think staying in it we want to be third from bottom and then we're happy with that you <laughs> know? like I don't think that's a good message to put out there I don't think anyone would state that as an ambition I think but they, they do I just, would, they, would they, be hap- they be happy with it do you I've know what I mean I've read Cooney from Westmead and Quirk have both said be, we want to stay in the division
0: okay all right well even, even the message that they might be getting that out externally but amongst the group they could well be saying like okay I say in public that I want to stay in the division but like secretly in, in meetings whatever behind the scenes they're saying I say that but lads really we want to be finishing as high up the table as we want because the uh, the like on it. But the message there, like you know, how, like what sort of reaction is that going to get from the players? Like, geez, that's not particularly ambitious. All we want to do. Yeah. Is, what if we win three games? Are we happy? Out? Do you know, one three games, are already set up. What do, what do we do with the other four games? You know. So, um, I, I think it's. I think it might be different messaging that they're giving to the public and maybe behind the scenes. But that's just that's just me speculating. I suppose.
2: Oscar Wilde, I think, said it's better to travel with hope than to arrive. And a lot of these teams will probably have to go game by game they'd like to be finishing maybe first, second or third of their division but realistically they probably do have to take it game to game and if they are staying up great and if not
1: Well here's another thing then the you know the cliche we're taking it one game at a time when every team in the country sets goals yeah. so they're not are they taking it one game at a time or do they say would, would, you, would you like to win the Lens Championship no well, we're taking it game we're taking it one game at a time if we start looking ahead then we'll get caught but you've just looked ahead at the start of the year because you've had your meeting and you've set yeah. out your targets yeah. for the year. <laughs> but you they'll say
0: that and then they'll say after a game if
2: they have a good performance well that was a game we targeted from the get-go. But you need to have a destination and, and, and then you also have to be honest in, 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 your, in your starting points and then it's putting the little building blocks in place to work towards that. And and, and if you can work towards it in, in a kind of honest and manly and courageous kind of fashion that in itself is success and if you're better by if you're bet by a better team you're bet by a better team, but um you you if, if you're if you're caught up in the stars too much uh yeah you, you just lose track of uh, mm. of everything really yeah. i
1: don't know anyone in the championship that wouldn't think of the next game do you know you imagine going into a a game thinking of two games a time which that's i don't know just mentally how would you maybe it's just maybe you're distracted or you're focused maybe you're not focused is maybe the best thing you would be looking at the game. Um, but you're not focused enough. I was going to talk about the advanced mark, lads. I don't think we have time. And it was interesting, Tyrone played Frank Burns at full forward because obviously McShane and Maddie Donnelly will get into league predictions in part three. Um, it'll be interesting to see. One thing I was interested in in wondering was, will we see a return to a playmaker centre-forger? Because you know they're practically gone now. You know it's mo- most teams are playing two forwards and everyone else moving up and down the field a bit like ba- basketball. Um, some of the braver teams are trying to hold someone on the forty-five sort of a kicking game, mm-hmm. um, but a traditional centre forward like a Kieran McDonald, like a Brian McGuigan they're the ones kind of in my era mm-hmm. that I loved watching. That their role was assists and good ball into the full forward line. Now with the attacking mark, are these lads going to come back?
2: Yeah, it's a good question, and, and uh, Darren McConnelly is another one you, you'd certainly uh, put in that bracket. Certainly, he works too sentence, hard. You know, yeah, he, he works, works too, too hard, hard tracking back. Yeah. yeah with the club I mean, watching our games over the years himself and Mossy just had a great relationship there and we'll get the yeah. ball in around the 45-50 and uh, he just turned his man and just angled ball straight to the chest or one, one, one bounce into the chest but um that type of football the way that the game has kind of gone and evolved um we are certainly seeing less of it um, again going back to my own <laughs> experiences the, the better we became under Jim Gavin well he it was about kind of adapting and evolving to what was in front of you we wanted to play a football uh, uh, style game sorry rather kick passing yeah. um, get the ball up to the guys up front and let them do the business uh, but again if you're faced with a park bus you have to be reasonable and sensible and you have to be pragmatic and, and that's where the, the basketball style approach comes in where you're going left to right and right to left and you're kind of prodding and probing and create
1: little uh, little little holes and little gaps mm. but uh, that's just an element of how the game's gone but uh um, yeah. But the idea that somebody wouldn't be holding the half forward line now is ridiculous with this mark in. You know, that's your kicking game gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is because you've no other way of getting it up to the two without carrying it because the gap is too big. Do you know what I mean? And mm. the others will probably the other team will leave someone there. So we will see difference in formations. The,
2: the kick out from the 20-meter line, I think, will uh, improve the number of forwards that will be kept uh, up front in the opposition half because you know from the 20 metre line to the 45 metre line like it's not that much of a distance so most keepers would be able to kick it beyond the opposition 65 yeah, metre line imagine well, like, yeah. uh, with a breeze as well with a breeze as well so, 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 so that will encourage teams to set up with keeping three if, if not four forwards further up the field um, and even by the time the keeper gets the ball out of the 20 metre line it gives guys who are tracking back an opportunity to push back up to the other side of the field yeah but, uh, It'll be interesting to track. It'll be
1: interesting to track and see, especially with Dublin and Kerry. Even have they worked on it? What are they thinking of doing? You know, again, we'll talk about that um, in part two. Another thing. Oh yeah, Clifford is Kerry captain. What do you think, lads? He turns twenty-one. I think it's his birthday today. So happy birthday, David! I don't know if you listen to the show or not, (laughs) Um, but you know, there's a look of a Michael Murphy type of appointment here. You know, an unbelievable player um, doesn't seem to take too much pressure on his shoulders, seems to have a very relaxed uh, you know, attitude about the game. And obviously with the very old fashioned method of picking a captain in Kerry where he's pretty much the only one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was that was you know, in line for this. That's guaranteed off East Kerry to start, even though they're such a good team. They don't have guaranteed starters I don't think outside, yeah. of, outside of Clifford I
0: still don't necessarily agree with that method of picking a captain yeah, it's, but desperate. Like, it's yeah, desperate but stuff. like Cliff, Clifford would be uh, he mightn't have been the first choice if you he, if he could have picked anyone from Kerry but he's still a like to me he's still a natural leader not in the old old fashioned way of you know banging I, I doubt David Clifford is going to be banging the dressing room door down or you don't know you, don't you, know, know, you he, see well, no.
1: he's, a, he's not shy and he's yeah. a good
0: talker so maybe he is a talker in the dressing room even if he isn't if, if David Clifford hasn't been vocal before now like Peter Keane isn't going to be expecting David Clifford to suddenly make loads of speeches before a game or anything like that. The way David Clifford is going to lead, and he has done to date, is that, like, David Clifford never hides, he never shies away. He's going to be the guy that gets out when when carrier in difficulty, he's going to be the man demanding the ball. Yeah. You know, and, and like if, if he was to ever feel pressure, you know, to, to the need to maybe speak up in the dressing room, I imagine the likes of David Moore and Tommy Wells, the older lads, would say, listen, you don't worry about that. If there's something to be said, we can say it. You just concentrate on doing what you've been doing already. Because I just, and I'm sure Peter Keane is well aware of that even though the process has lent itself to picking David Clifford as captain, but doesn't want to go putting any extra responsibility on David Clifford that's already there. Probably not. So. He
1: he was quoted this week and he says, I've been captain before. He was captain with the Miners um, one of the years, I think in 2017. He says, I've been captain before and there's not a whole pile involved in it, to be honest. <laughs> well, there so, you go. <laughs> well, there you go. See, that's captain of the Miners and it got me kind of thinking a bit, Jerry. I know you've captained your club that I've captained Leash as well. I took it very seriously. I didn't think it was, there's not a whole pile in it. I kind of went, Jesus, because the reasons I was given for being picked captain were good reasons. They They told me that when my attitude is off, a training session doesn't go well. When my attitude's on, you know, or I'm I'm up for it, I'm going for it. There's more of a, a spark about training and lads react to me. And I, I wasn't just like, you're captain, whose turn is it? It was like, I'm picking you as captain because of these reasons. And I felt great responsibility from that then. And I, my levels of training went through the roof, my leadership, all those things. Mm-hmm. And I took it seriously. I was almost like a mini manager. Like, I mean, lads didn't want to cross me too much or didn't want to. But I was still their friend. But... I, I don't know. I, I just think in the GAA, yeah, a lot of it is a little bit like David's kind of attitude. No, he's young now, but it's like oh, our Sometimes it's shared around. Who hasn't done it yet? And it's not like give the f- picking a captain. I think thought has to go into that. Why is he captain? We
2: I well suppose we have to be aware uh, of the tradition that is there and how Kerry selected captains. The Martin, Kilkenny, and the hurling, to win a club. Yeah, the, they're the only the two left. Really, the big captain. ones. Yeah, big and They've ones. done all right, <laughs> and they've done all right. So, 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 so that tradition, uh, that culture, like it's extremely normal. So, it's 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 unusual to us mm-hmm. here uh, because we've seen captains been selected no more than yourself, and no more than a few times been captain as well. That you're picked for those reasons, as you described, Wally. Uh, in the case of Kilkenny and uh, and Kerry, it's kind of a, it's a default thing. But there's so many leaders in the dressing room where guys are so used to. To, to playing uh, with the selection process in place that it probably doesn't matter and listen to Peter Kane during the week he, he was talking with David Clifford he said things rest lightly on his shoulders that uh, he's not overly worried about it and even David Clifford himself was talking about there's so many other leaders in the dressing room I'll just keep doing what I'm doing anyway but um, there is an honour that definitely comes with it is it more of an honour when you're selected by the management or if there's some senior players involved in, in, in picking you? It probably is, uh, as opposed to being picked uh, because of a default or another way of uh, of, um, of selection. But it is an important role when you're captain. You're like an extended member of the management team. I think you ways. are. I think you need yeah. to remember
1: that you're the you're the, yeah. the mi- you're the you're the middleman you between the, middle the panel man, yeah. and the manager, and you have to be. Well respected from both sides Right You have yeah. to be one of the lads But respected And then you have to be Telling the management They're not happy about that or, You know Or that yeah. hasn't gone down well And have a good relationship with them Yeah well was, uh, Kilkenny's last All-Ireland
2: Who uh, was The captain Oh uh, Lester Leicester Ryan. Ryan Lester Ryan He said everything in Irish I don't think he played him in Of the All-Ireland final Yeah No that uh, happened with
1: Michael Fenley in 09 I Felly, interviewed yeah. him Darren O'Sullivan I think he, he Captained him one year I don't think he was a gar- he was a guarantee on it. Own yeah. Brosnan, same. Owen Brosnan as yeah. well. It's desperate stuff, lads, when that yeah. happens
2: to a player. It is desperate stuff because again, we've all been injured or we've been deselected or you're on the bench. You don't really feel part of it unless you're playing, and and, and that's being honest. So 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 you you want to be on the pitch, still, contributing in some way or form. So uh, to be captain now, Clifford's obviously going to be playing in the, uh, for Kerry for. As long as he wants and as long as he's injury free. But uh, yeah, it's an, uh, an antiquated process or, or, yeah. or way of selecting the captain. But yeah, it, it, works it, it works for them. <laughs> yeah. 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 And
1: when, you, when you look at Dublin, Stephen Cluxton would never be Dublin captain with Parnells, obviously, if they mm. used that. And look what a captain, <laughs> you know, he's been, isn't it mad yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you think about it? Yeah. Why would they still be doing it? If that was done in Leash. I think it was Liam Cairns said, no way, not continuing on that. Like I, I was capt- I was nominated as captain of Leash the year I was captain of Port Leash because we won the Leinster Club and I didn't get on with Miko at all. Mm. and Port Leash put me forward, which is fair enough and Port Leash captain, it would have been wrong if I didn't. And I ended up going traveling, didn't go to Leash. I was like, how could I be captain with Miko when we don't get on? Yeah. And I was like I could never f- fill the role I did with Port Leash with him because he wouldn't give me any responsibility. Miko would just have a captain as a captain and do you know, mm. Miko was the boss. Pretty, you know pretty much he wouldn't have he wouldn't have picked a captain for the reasons the Port Leash man- you know management did. and another thing is I wouldn't have had the clout in with Leash that I did with Port Leash so if I wanted to go in telling the lads you know I would be told here Woolly come on now what, what's <laughs> changed with you buddy <laughs> yeah here go back to yeah. messing down the back of the bus <laughs> or whatever but like you know I I do think the I think often it's seen too simplistically in GEA and you look at rugby you look at cricket mm. All these different sports you know, treat captains a lot more seriously than they do in GEA. You do, and uh,
2: reading a couple of the rugby book, books and listening to Rory Bess and uh, former captains, you are given a, a level of respect, you are taking leadership in training sessions. Um, if the previous captain is still involved in the team, it's not for the previous captain to talk just before the, the squad go onto the field. It, it, it's for whoever's been selected and uh, been asked to do it, and uh, I suppose in the case of, again, of of, of Kerry in this case, some of the older guys who are maybe... what would you call it, more uh, obvious captains in, in in the sense that we're talking about in terms of picking a, a natural leader. Yeah. I'm sure they'll feed into David Clifford quietly in the training and, train and lead up the games and they leave it to Clifford then to say his couple of words in the restroom or that beforehand. There's probably yeah. some sort of leadership group as well with the there know, is a lot of senior yeah. players. And
1: like, I'm not sure if I agree with leadership groups because Liam Kern started leadership groups and there was six, maybe six lads. And I just remember thinking they'd be called over and I just thought it, it created a separation. Like we'd yeah. be looking at them going, oh. Do you know, like, uh, I don't think that's, I don't it think that's a more good. more subtle d- than that. No, well, they were called in. Everybody knew who the leadership group were. And then that causes a, like, a, a divide, a de- yeah. it's desa- them and us. Do you know, the, I, did, I didn't think it was necessary yeah. at all.
2: The why behind the roster, I suppose, is important. And, and, and why would you create a leadership group in, in the GA setting um, versus a professional setting like uh, rugby, where having play, played schools, rugby would have gone... Belvedere so played junior cup and senior cup rugby so you had your pack leader uh, and then you had your kind of leader the backs yeah and some or the pack leader or the uh, the backs leader was also captain as well but you looked after your own little unit and that was a natural little leadership group there but it fits well in the in the rugby they, paradigm. They're playing two different games. You need know, playing two different games, forward, yeah. but 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 in Gaelic games where yeah. it's so uh, it's a non-linear if I can use that phrase, but but it's, it's kind of chao- chaotic. And there's constant movement, and sometimes yeah. you're forward, sometimes yeah. you're back. Yeah. The only one that's static is probably the goalkeeper in, 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 the, in the modern game. So a leadership group like that, I don't think it works. Gaelic games is about the training sessions. On you're going over to a fella. Um, look at look. Uh, you're Connor. You're starting uh, full forward this week. Uh, you're going really well in training, and uh, delighted for you. I want you just set the tone, on the forward yeah, line, yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, now I might say the same thing to probably five or six other yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Mac, Connor,
1: Woolley and the two lads, come on over here at the end of the training session and uh, you're the, the leaders of this group. Yeah, for some feedback. I wouldn't say Jim Gavin would have had leadership proofs. I would say oh, he'd empower every player. Exactly, he? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So it wouldn't sit well with me either now. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. But your captain is your captain
1: no no I don't mind the captain I don't mind the captain like there has to be a captain of the team right okay listen lads we've gone over time there but uh, (coughs) there's no harm in that we'll come back and we'll look at the Dublin Kerry game and one or two other important games in the other divisions Here, I want you to talk us through the goal you scored in the county final after 15 seconds. I want you to tell me when you had goal on your mind. Yeah, you've probably had a few 15 seconds experiences
0: yourself.
1: OK, so what a start to the league. We have Dublin versus Kerry in Croke Park at a quarter past seven. And this is on air Board. This is the return of Joe Broly and it's on RTE um, 2 as well. And it, what makes it extra interesting, I suppose, is that Jim Gavin's gone and Desi Farrell's in. And we have to see what Desi's going to do. We have to see what he's going to do with the attacking mark. Dublin's forward line hasn't changed in the last two years. Um, Conor Callaghan's an obvious target for an attacking mark. Dean Rock, not so much. Um, Mannion, another, at- another, um, another target. But do you think maybe he might change... Scully and Howard dropping back so far If he, you know if he needs to get the ball faster to them or let Kilkenny hold he, he's definitely going to have to make that team his own a little bit isn't he Ger?
2: Oh, He certainly is and, and he'll want to do that too he he, he certainly won't dismantle everything that uh, was good about Jim's setup because uh, he he wouldn't be that silly or egotistical but he'll he'll have his own natural way of uh, wanting to set up the team. Uh, there's probably a lot of unknowns. Uh, I haven't seen uh, the 15 named just yet. I know there's a couple of guys. With they're a little, only back from holidays. So they only back from holidays, yeah, a couple of weeks. And you still have a couple of fellas playing college football or just finished up playing college football, so they might uh, feature the weekend. Um, yeah, no, it is interesting. like, like the This offensive mark and and uh, UCD, now we've been trialling this since before the Christmas And it's not For me it hasn't had A massive impact On the the game just Mm. yet Now when you mention Some of the players That you uh, did there From Dublin their ability to win ball in the air and even Kieran Kilkenny the odd time when
1: he goes inside. And I, haven't mentioned, I haven't mentioned Dermot Connolly. You haven't mentioned Dermot Connolly have not so as well. So Dermot Connolly has to start for Dublin with this. Like we mentioned, he'll stick it onto Center your forward. chest. Centre <laughs> forward. And don't track Dermot. <laughs> Like I mean, unless it's completely, you know, yeah. desperate stakes.
2: And then another way you could uh, deploy him is Dermot's 31 or two now. So instead of having to track back the whole time as a, a modern day half forward, his ability to win ball in the air second to none too so good over his head? I ah, think he's really, Yeah really. he's with the club he, he's been out, outrageous know, with some of the takes and leaps you know. right. uh, he has but the way Dublin play and set up um, over the last number of years he he, ha- he hasn't had to do that No, no, no There's so many great fielders like the likes of Howard and uh, Paul Finn for years as well yeah, so yeah. Cluck have, uh, plenty of options but I think Dermot could
1: be a viable option in there as well in the full I, forward line I think Dermot Connolly is a great outside bet for player of the year this year Very good the, with it's the a big w- show. with the with the motivation he's going to have with the f- year last year no injuries going to play a lot of the league I'd imagine get a full you remember Paul Galvin had a desperate year the year before came back in '09 one player of the year I think if Connolly is motivated with this attack attacking mark and you know a new manager that he's trying to impress like you get a good price on him. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. The, the sorry cutting no, the, 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 the the daily football is it's it's very possession based and fellas are shy and slow to kick the long diagonal ball in. Yeah. He's not. And, <laughs> and he's not and, and even in the all and final he he actually he did attempt a few passes and um got credit
0: for one he
1: probably didn't mean he did not mean that I know we, we had this debate we weren't sure <laughs> right I didn't do that show I thought he meant that yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just did, the trajectory of it was a bit he did yeah. have a bit of a nightmare in that final I thought like yeah. I mean he kicked two brilliant passes right but a lot of geez, he was he looked nervous and he wasn't he given the ball away an awful lot and, 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 and regardless of how talented you
2: are when you're out of the game even for a couple of months it takes uh, three, four, five ah, matches yeah, yeah, to yeah, get the yeah. game sharpest back and, yeah. and, and you can be fit as you want in terms of the heart rate monitor and doing the sprints and the times and the bleep test but again, we all know
1: you got to be playing matches just to get yeah. your yeah. eye and on. The, and the throne game that he did play was no preparation for Kerry because he was just hanging sauntering around, middle. Middle. Yeah, hanging yeah. around the middle. It's interesting you
0: mentioned him on the inside though because like you, Willie, just because of his ability to kick passes I would have thought that he was an ideal for around 11. But also, like, if he's receiving the ball just inside the 45 as well, who who else would you want shooting from, from that distance?
1: That but, yeah, but yeah, but he's going to... His starting run is going to be from the 45. He's going to make runs maybe 10 metres in the field and he's yeah. going to turn and hit because he needs to be outside the 45 obviously to be given in those pings yeah. I can't see Mannion or Khan changing in that full forward line they're sensational ball winners for different diff- in different ways Mannion's pace and Khan's bloody burliness and a bit <laughs> of <laughs> to strength ball, yeah. do you know like I see Connolly, Khan <clears throat> Con and Connolly, Khan Con and Mannion having a great understanding with this attack and mark I, I just I'm I, I'm going to so show my
2: cards here I, I just don't see it influencing uh, Gaelic football as, as much as we think Right and Not, this year, maybe, but not it, this year maybe Not this year you, you would have to actively strategize In terms of how you want to set up your forward Why play. wouldn't they do with that though? Because I know
1: you don't have You wouldn't have time in In, 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 in D.C. Or UCD in colleges, in UCD uh, in colleges you wouldn't. But why would a manager not go I'm going to get a head start on everyone else here And I'm going to strategize for this it's I'm going to
2: it's gonna be nearly a generational thing, I think, Wooly. I think kids will have to get used to playing Imagine, it yeah, yeah. from an underage like, like like uh I'm I I'm you're playing centre forward. Uh are you going to all of a sudden I am past the forty five, I'm just gonna ramble back here 10-15 meters in case the ball does come in so yeah, get the right inside. Yeah players don't think like that I think the only time the, 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 the markings of the field come into play Woody, is when you're near the sideline or the end line or the small square Yeah, you know, I, I just don't think it's ingrained uh, in us to, to, to be able to adapt now a couple of training sessions we we would have had we were putting uh, a couple of cones across the 45 metre line just to make it more visual for, for players to think about maybe hanging in inside to receive the mark yeah. put it just didn't happen
1: so I, I would say receiving the mark inside the 45 line is just going to be so unusual for players you wouldn't stop Yeah, it's just so unusual maybe if you catch it closer to goal and you realise there's there's a sweeper there or someone else you might go while it's in the air I might mark you might actually decide yeah. before the ball comes in I might mark one here but I, I do think I know there's a lot of worry out there about it becoming like Aussie rules but I cannot see a fella on the run just inside the 45 taking a mark
0: But aren't there different rules between just inside the 45 and then in a large parallelogram I think as in like so the, the, the what became clear about the mark this week is that when the receiver whoever receives the mark has time to either take four steps or the length that it's going to you know take them to do a solo so like to me they that, can't be tackled in yeah, that time yeah to me that just yeah. seemed ridiculously unfair in the defender because they've already won the ball in, if, if it was a forward to win the ball in front of the defender because I know the defender can play in the mark as well but that they have to sta- they can tackle them and then they have to give them the opportunity to take them on then they realise oh I'm not going to take them on that's and they very, messy. See the free anyway. it's very messy this close to very
1: Close to goal. Yeah. If you have to allow the player to take the four steps before getting a tackle, I, in, that's, that's why I think It might shocking. be different
0: in the large parallelogram. But in the large me, parallelogram, you yeah. can tackle straight away. But to me, this is just adding more and more confusion. Like to me, like you should. The player should. It should be on the player to make the decision straight away. To me, just if you're taking the mark, you know, put up your hand or whatever,
1: the and stop. Yeah, like stop. rugby. Like I mean, yeah. that's yeah. not rocket science. How rugby call it? They call it while it's in the air. Like they're calling it. Yeah. Do you know. Yeah. The um, or they'll shout or they'll mark the minute you catch it and you're not moving any further.
2: Yeah. The mark. The mark that the was in the national league last year. I would have rather that stay in that's inside the, the a twenty the meter mark. line. Yeah, and, um. and, and 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 what you said is perfectly accurate. That I'm getting catching a ball inside the twenty meter line. I'm, I'm stopping I'm taking a kick Yeah, yeah. Why and, wouldn't you Unless there's
1: an obvious goal on But that's Unless it. there's an obvious goal
2: on and, and it's far easier For the officials To please then as well But just going back there To
0: what you said About like Teams strategising The reason they didn't strategize For that last year Is because they knew It wasn't going to come in the
1: championship no, no, anyway, no, no. So I think it
2: might be A little bit different It's this. absolutely yeah. brain dead How they're bringing all this about
1: Yeah no it's it, it brain dead to bring it out to the 45 and then throw all these dif- outside the 45 is different than inside and the ter- ah, conditioned in, yeah. that's Great. just Christ almighty to, to and the then best of my knowledge the
2: inter-county referees weren't consulted on the new rules um, they're now being told what they are but they were not consulted by the hierarchy. I right? know,
0: yeah. And then, like, I, I was just listening to Stephen Rochford did an interview with the um, Mayo News podcast, and he was saying that they had an inter referee out to explain the various rules of the mark. That's the first time I had. I know it was in the media this week, but that was the first time I had heard about the different rules for outside the outside the large parallelogram and inside the yeah. large parallelogram. No,
1: it is. Well, it's it's definitely a weird one. Uh, MDMA might be on the way out. you'd imagine He's based on his club form this year, and he's thirty three. He's done everything in the game. You know, you'd imagine maybe. Uh, Dublin might need a midfielder to go along with Fenton because I think James McCarthy will probably need to be moved back into defense because he's the only one with a bit of physical presence really in that Dublin backline and like if we're being honest Philly McMahon came on to Mark Tommy Walsh you'd imagine Kerry would start be starting Tommy Walsh now you know, Dublin probably do need a bit more physicality into their, in their defence. Well, with, the,
2: with the mark in mind. Yeah, and again, Michael Dara, he's, he's another viable option to to stick in uh, on the edge of the square uh, if you were chasing the game for a couple of marks. His, his club form, uh, he, he's kidding me for saying this, but he, his club form for Paddy Bowden over his career has been very hit and miss. Really? Uh, and a lot of it is probably down to how well probably the county has gone and a couple of uh, uh, niggles he he would have picked up but um he he he's performed i would say better for Dublin uh than the club uh for various different reasons but uh so I wouldn't uh, go on the recent cl- uh, club form i think he was kind of frustrating a lot of the games but uh he, he is 33 but he has a great engine he, he actually does a lot of yoga funny enough uh, if anyone does yoga and wellness but uh, we're setting up a new group here with we're all passionate about subject. <laughs> we could get him to come in and do a class with us yeah um but uh, like Mick is extremely like he, he is 33 in, in in age but but you know he's the body of a 25 26 year old really
1: because I thought ta- like it's not like he's so all action and he catches a lot of injuries I would have thought the opposite that he might have a lot of mileage on it at this stage
2: he definitely has a definitely has a lot of mileage on it but he just minds himself so well right he he, he is that dedicated and I haven't talked to him, I haven't talked talked to him recently but again it comes down to what does he want to do himself yeah yeah, like, okay. yeah but uh Desi certainly wouldn't be uh, open the door, the door to any of these fellas like you know he'd be looking to take the best of uh, what's left from them but also to bring on some of the younger
1: guys that Daisy will be trying to uh, Well imp- that's the imp- thing Conor himself. McHugh he lo- he, well he's the same club man as yeah. Conor McHugh and we know the ability he has so we could see him getting in I just don't see where these lads go to fit in that Dublin forward line for me only has room for Connolly to come in like that yeah. th- you know it hasn't changed in two years and Jim Gavin loves changing things around and he's like that's too good to change <laughs> you know th-
0: that, was, that, was, that was the craziest thing about watching the Dublin Club Championship like at the end of last year as well I'm seeing Conor McHugh and I'm seeing Colin Basquale as like these would get into any other county team apart from Dublin and they're not even they're barely getting a sniff with Dublin yeah. do you know what I mean and it must be <laughs> like fair play to them for having the motivation to come back every year and like they, they tend to start these games or they tend to get games of the Oberyn Cup and stuff like that probably knowing in their head that unless they play you know an absolute blinder that come the Championship they're not going to be getting a sniff in the six. so um, yeah I, I, I can and so I, I don't know. Like unless what what Connolly coming in at eleven will do to Kieran, Kieran Kilkenny, I'm not sure. When you mentioned midfield there, uh, I I think Jerry makes a good point about MDMA. I I, I don't know. what would would looking at putting Brian Howard back towards midfield be something of an option that Carroll yeah. might look at it in the long run that creates space in half-worn line as Could well Could put so.
1: Howard wing back for a, a, the mark as well just to beef up his yeah, backline a little bit you know with there's, a bit of kind of size There's another guy Potter O'Koffick-Byrne Oh yeah, who's yeah. yeah.
2: Keola, He's still very very young and he needs a bit of time but he has
1: a lot of potential
2: Right, uh, he, he could potentially be starting championship during the summer in midfield Darren yeah. Gavin, so, yeah. Gavin He's around well. around, yeah. he went yeah.
1: off the scene a lot didn't he he, he was, was starting a good, the league last good year few out. league games Yeah, we thought he'd make the, the step up in Kerry I suppose Poddy Clifford is going to get a go David's uh, brother interesting to see it's, it's a weird one with Kerry as well because to have uh, Sean O'Shea Clifford Geaney, and Stephen O'Brien none of them are being changed so Kerry only have room for two. And it's about balance with Kerry. You know, th- those are four forwards and they won't move. They'll try not to come back out of their own half. Um, then, well, maybe Sean O'Shea drops a bit too deep at times. So maybe he'll be given a more, told to stay a little bit further up with the mark. you know, in yeah. the, on the way as well. Then you have two places left. You know, like, I mean, who's going to get them? You know, Dermot O'Connor came in. Adrian Spillane, uh the played there. Darren Moynihan Gavin White Gavin White for me is a wing back not a wing forward don't mess with him put him wing back and let him attack and give him an extra dyna- you know dynamic to their to their to defence but there's two kind of forward places potentially up for grabs uh, two boats ballands, uh, would have a have a case but like I mean Tommy Walsh then with the attack of Mark is he a guarantee is Tommy Walsh and David Clifford play inside on their own and does Sean O'Shea and, and uh, Stephen O'Brien hold the 40 do you know? Is that your makeup of Kerry's forward with the advanced mark?
0: I, I think the legal b- b- might be a lot different from the championship in that, in that regard. Because come to the towards the end of the championship last year, Tommy Welsh was a live option to bring on. You know, from the bench, and it worked for Kerry to the extent that he had done so well coming on that we were wondering would he start. He has replay. to start with the mark. I well, that's, well, that's think. That's, that, that's what he's, I'm thinking he's now. He's
1: marking those. Like he's marking those. They're guaranteed points. Well, especially
0: like, like you're you're talking about the Dublin full back line as well, especially against Dublin this weekend and seeing what Tommy Welsh has done to them before. I would be very surprised if he doesn't start in the full forward.
2: This again. I, I'm going to put my hand out to be slapped, and maybe you're, you're both going to slap it next Thursday. But I, I just I just don't see the mark having as big of an impact on the game at the moment. But that's just.
1: But if Tommy Walsh but, caught three balls in a half or two balls in each half, that's four marks. And it's not beyond the bounds of possibility for two diagonals to go into Tommy Walsh. Not, no. not changing your game plan massively, you're sending in two diagonals when they're on. And that's four yeah. points Tommy Walsh could could potentially or three of the four say you so know like I mean it th- for for a, for a player like that I think it's a no brainer for me
2: If I can draw somewhat of a comparison between say Dean Rock a couple of years ago and and, and Tommy Walsh Dean Rock has been our top scorer for the last five seasons uh, Dean would have been uh, criticised about his general play gameplay and that he needs to develop that and he needs to kick, kick, kick a couple of scores yeah. in, in, uh, in general play uh, and be more involved that way as opposed to just being accurate uh, with a kick, for me, Tommy Walsh, watching how he moves since he's come back from uh, the AFL, I don't <coughs> excuse me, I don't think he's the player that he was before he went out. He's definitely improved over the last couple of seasons, but um, I, I I just don't think he's the player he was when he uh, when he went out. And I think you need to be doing more in general play uh, than what he is currently offered. Um, down in Austin Stack Park in the league, got a bit heated. All right, with Dublin yeah. K- Kerry last year, uh, he was quite effective. When there's a few marks went into him, I don't know. Was it? Was it maybe David Bourne was under pressure that night trying to mark when James McCarthy went he back and picked Yeah. yeah and that kind of solved that but,
0: uh, I, I think it could be right about the American in general that it mightn't have that much of an impact in the game I was more thinking of a horses for courses approach mm. for like K- Kerry having seen what works against Dublin in the past and having a weapon like Tommy Welch especially yeah. you know lay down a marker first weekend in the league I thought that's why they they do it but I think you have a point about maybe maybe we are overegging the impact that, that the mark is no, going to have knowing
1: knowing how slowly things change in GA and <laughs> how most managers are, are not innovative and copy they'll wait to see some manager come along with a tactic for this advanced mark and copy it. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. that might not happen this year. It might happen this year's championship. Now next year's league, they'll all be. It's like when Feck and Kieran Donaghy Played full forward for Kerry. Suddenly we were playing Noel Garvin full forward, very like, like our know, midfielder, yeah. and they all started doing it. Then, then you know, like I mean, this—that's well, th- what will happen. This it will happen. This that a good manager, an innovative manager, will think up of a way of exploiting the mark, and then that will be copied. I, I and, and I will change the rule back. <laughs> I've a, a very simple idea, right? Well, and 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 it's
2: based on how many uh, of diagonal balls into the edge of the square are caught cleanly, right? not that many are caught the ball is broken down um, Donaghy was the exception and, and and Walsh before he went to the AFL the ball is broken down and you'd have a gooch or someone mm. looping around uh, banana run popped ball over the bar so we'll still see that right but if uh, you're playing a packed defence um, you're moving the ball from left to right and the ball is um, you're in possession outside the 45 yard line you're looking for a 30 yard punt pass into the chest where the forward starts maybe on the edge of the large rectangle and makes a direct run and it's a straight punt pass straight to the chest and he's catching and he's marking the ball on the edge of the uh, on the edge of the arc that would be an effective way of, of yeah the point. but That's do you what see
1: do. do you see teams being able to drop off then with that mark because they, they have to pressurise the kicker or else the danger is that a good diagonal ball and all these lads are back there wasted do you know what I mean the the whole concept of the mark I'd imagine would be Every team needs to press and tackle the man on the ball. Bo- you know what I mean. The yeah. man on the ball for the danger of allowing. Because a good diagonal ball will catch out most defenders. Anyways, it's a forwards ball, right? Yeah. So but, it'll but, be interesting to see all yeah. this does. It does. It adds extra spice to league. Does, the, yeah. the mm. tier two. Adds extra spice and the new rules add, add extra spices I'm more enthusiastic about this league than I have been in a lot of leagues just quickly lads the big uh, game in division two is Armagh versus Cavan we know Cavan are decimated with, with fellas not committing um, a lot of their big players as well and Keen Mackey is retired Armagh have Ushin O'Neill back he was out after sur- with surgery himself and Charlotte Oak Burns very interesting midfield, the two of them. James Morgan is back as well. They look very good for Division 2. The big one in Division 3, we're running out of time here and we want to do predictions next. The big one in Division 3 is Tipperary and Down. They're, they're uh, both going to be in the hunt. You'd imagine Corker starts to come back up out of Division 3. Tipperary played Down at home uh, this weekend. That's the big one. The big one in Division 4. Uh, most of the most of the teams are, are in the mix um, to get promoted here. Antrim at our home to Wexford. Um, we know all the story coming out of Wexford Uh, Paul Galvin left Dottie Walters and Michael Furlong off the panel and Matt Dyle Kevin O'Grady and Tiernan Rossiter quit um, along with them I think those boys all live together and to be fair whatever Paul Galvin's reasons were to drop Dottie Walters and Michael Furlong it does kind of point at a serious attitude problem for the other three under a new manager like Paul Galvin to say I'm not, I'm, I'm staying out with, you know what I mean? I, like, yeah. I've often dropped off leash panels. I didn't see any leash players come with me, nor would I want them to come with me. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. That would be out of the question. It's like this panel is a, a healthy panel. There's a new manager coming in here, doesn't fancy you. you, you said, Jeez, I feel terrible for you. It's, you know what I mean? Mm. But the idea that you would leave a county squad, your own county, in solidarity with someone, that stinks of a group of players whose attitude isn't right. Would that be fair, Jer?
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's it is a without fair no, point. Without knowing anything yeah. about this, it, 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 it's look it, it's a big challenge going into an inter-county team as, as your first major role. Uh, Paul, uh, super player, I nearly draw comparisons between him and Roy Keane. The, the the way they go went about their business on the field and the standards that they kind of demanded of uh, of their teammates. As a as a manager, I think you have to be more uh, persuasive and. Uh, diplomatic uh, maybe in in um, coercion, fellas to to buy into what you're trying to do um when five fellas go like that it's it's it's, it's, it's yeah fellas are throwing out the uh, toys at the bathwater two it, well two uh, were dropped
1: and three went and with three them three went yeah. with them but so that's um, five it's a terrible yeah. hit for Wexford yeah. panel to no. lose you know to lose five fellas
2: and they did and I know it was
1: only pre so they're losing they they're losing three fellas yeah. they're not losing the two that were You know, they decided to to drop Uh, off the panel. He said a
0: couple of them were gone. Like he had heard that they were gone before they actually told him. Um... Do you know so I suppose that doesn't really reflect on well their mm. attitude as well and I think he said that he had already got the impression from their attitude of training that they didn't want to be there so right. it doesn't, doesn't sound good about the, but the players that did leave in solidarity I suppose yeah
1: no usually in part 3 we, we look ahead to the matches at the weekend but we're going to look ahead to the entire league and give you our predictions and we'll have a look back at them when the league's over and you can all laugh at us we'll talk about that next <laughs> is the little dink fist pass from a crowded area
2: into that Day we're at home about where Burn and I thought about Burn. About Burn is very patient, but this little dink ball, you know the one in a crowded area where it's a fist pass, the weight is taken over, hits the ground, and it bounces into a fella's chest, and there's consternation
1: then in and around the D, in and around that area. Watch for this in the semis and the final. Do you know the one I'm talking about? That little fisted ball that's just in a, in a crowded area, but it gets to the, the yeah, body. Yeah, you, you have said it three times. It's in around it, but you're looking at me. You're <laughs> looking of at me. a with, crowded area, isn't it? Exactly. You're looking <laughs> at me with such a confused, air, a confused head, in you. It's like it was like I was talking about you trying to get a point in coppers or something there in a crowded area. Yeah, watch for us. Alright league predictions uh, So we're going to start With Division 1 um, Let's see who we think Is going to be In the final here So I have gone with um, League final between Kerry and Galway um, And I have relegation Mead and Monaghan So I don't know about you boys I'll give you my reasons for that I think Kerry are Going to try and build on Last year I think they're going to This is all about Who takes it seriously And who doesn't I've wrote off Tyrone With the two lads being out um, I'm, I don't think Monaghan and Mead for obvious reasons Donegal have been deci- are decimated with injuries they're Audra obviously hasn't committed Ushin Gallon is gone Jason McGee is out Stephen McManam is out Paddy McBrearty's in the US so other than that I would be thinking Donegal will have a good league because I think they're at the trajectory where they'll take the league seriously um, I think Tyrone obviously for those reasons I think um, Galway I have a big big soft spot for Galway Gerrard I don't know if you've listened to the show but I've I've, I've uh, I think they have a huge amount of potential. I think Porek Joyce could get it out of them. Again, I think they'll target the league. Again, they have Shane Walsh, Damien Cohn, Marine Burke, Michael Daly as their four forwards that will probably stay up there. Anthony Finnerty, interesting to see him there. or Anthony Finnerty's son, Robert. Um, He's playing corner forward. They have a new goalkeeper, which is absolutely vital I said at the end of last year if, if God we don't come back with a new goalkeeper next year forget about it so Conor Gleeson it be interesting to see um, what he's like we mentioned Eamon Branigan uh, McDade and Heaney are playing in the backs a lot more attacking I think they'll start pressing teams very high up the field and I think when you have teams which will continue to just play two forwards up and have no kicking game pressing them you get a lot of joy because they have to move it out with the hands they can't catch your players out of position so I just, I th- I, think that the, I think that the kick that the new management will give Galway and I think Dublin, because they're only back from holidays and because Jim Gavin could handle that, I don't think Desi, I don't know if Desi will handle it as well and I think obviously there's a target on Dublin's back. I see Dublin having a similar league to last year, maybe not getting to the final, um, Kerry and Galway for me. So, and our oh, league champions, Kerry.
0: All uh, right, follow that. Um, I'm going to go for Dublin and Galway. I get what you say about Dublin, but I just think, I think last year was the first year and I don't know how many years that they weren't in the final. Uh, I think that Desi will be keen to make an impression. Uh, and I think that the squad is big enough to handle, you know, lads coming back from holiday and various injuries and stuff like that. Um, I think Galway as well, for all the reasons you mentioned there, I think uh, they'll get the new manager boost under Park Joyce um, as much as I don't particularly want to see Galway well to do, uh, to do well in Connacht. I'm very interested to see how they play in the league because I think they're going to be way different from how they were under uh, under Kevin Welch uh, playing under Park Choice. And I just think some of the other teams, just to mention Mayo... Uh, I think they're in a far different situation than they were this time last year. I mean, a lot of their, a lot of Mayo senior players played right throughout the league. Mayo got an early burst. They beat Tyrone. Yeah. They beat, they got a couple of good results, good results early, then ended up beating Kerry and kind of nearly fluke their way to a league final and then, then ended up obviously in a position to win it. But I think Mayo don't need the league this year. No, they don't. No, as I think this is something that Mayo fans say a lot of the time. But I think as long as we maintain our Division One status and we've gone close enough the last few years, I think we'll be happy. So, uh, like you I, I i just think the the yo-yo effect for for teams coming up between division 1 and 2 i think that'll happen to me this year i don't know if they the the quality just to stay up and i think Monaghan, given everything last year they just seem to be on a downward trajectory they'll have the new bound, the new manager bounce as well with banty but i just i just think they might struggle as well so i
1: wouldn't rule mayo out of that relegation thing i could see mayo i could see mayo, <laughs> could see mayo they have the four yeah. debutants four debutants for fairness to galway mayo and cork they've all picked their team for yeah. the league already I love that at least just something to go on but the four debutants, I thought it was interesting that Colin Boyle as a cornerback I'm saying this now you play an attacking player a cornerback now because every team plays with two, full for, two in the full forward line let him follow him out and give them something to think about mm. I think Johnny Heaney with Galway who else do we have we had a couple more uh, examples oh, we had last week yeah, well think. obviously Philly McMahon and you know these fellas with Dublin when you're playing a two man full forward line what's the point in playing a traditional cornerback that's not going to hurt them send them out I'd play a corner yeah. forward cornerback is what I would do the only thing I'll say about Colin Boyle is that so
0: he's playing four and Parik O'Hara is playing five so a lot of people outside Mayo might They'll know switch. about Parik O'Hara. he actually he got a got to run the team uh, very brief run the team in, in Stephen Rogers' first year but he's actually been one of the best uh, club players in Mayo for the last few years, and he's like, he's like Colin Boyle's spirit animal. He's very tenacious. He he actually went. I think he took a year off, did a bit of MMA for a while. So he he did did a few like really good man marking jobs uh, on the likes of Killian O'Connor. I'm sure, few, he did. Few, triangle few, move. A few, there, few uh, big players uh, in, in the club championship last year. So apparently, like you don't read much into an FPD game, but apparently he was very impressive against Galway last week as well. So of all right. the newbies for Mayo, I'm looking forward to seeing him.
1: Quickly, just having the notes here. Tom Parsons is back. Aidan O'Shea into the forwards along with James Carr for my offensive marks. I'm all over the offensive marks says, yeah. I think teams are going to restructure but you were saying they're not and I do take your point the more I think about it the more I think managers go ah that seems too complicated now for me I was thinking Killian O'Connor might move out to the 40 as a Thanks, playmaker yeah. you know with the two bigger ball winners inside like Aidan O'Shea and with Tom, obviously Tom Parsons back who are you going for league final and relegation and champions Chair? Ger- I, I think Meade
2: and Monaghan will struggle um, in the division I know Banty is first year back in there again but more than last year, they bet Dublin in the first game or won the first. Uh, was it their first game? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but That was year honest. before.
1: To beat them in the last game, to beat them the last, last two game. years in the
2: league. Yeah, and they've lost every other game then. No, last year was the first yeah, game. Sorry, my fault. Yeah. So, so I think they're, I think they're going to struggle. I think they're that group is on a downward trajectory. Look at the team. Uh, there Malone, fair play, them still playing, but there's a lot of older guys there who haven't uh, trialed and uh, and tested and have given uh, given every uh, to the cause. So. Maybe Banty's going to set up differently. Um, more defensively. I don't know. But I think they'll struggle. Um, Meade coming up, uh, Andy McIntyre will have them extremely fit and they're a tough team. Do they have the quality and experience just yet? I don't know. Probably I not. The down. only thing
1: in Meade's favour is that first this this, cha- this league is going to be a championship for them hmm. whereas it's not going to be a championship for any of the other teams do you know what I mean I can see me picking up a winner too I can see them yeah. going down but I can see them you know maybe well, beating a Donegal you they, know or got something. Mayo early enough beating the Mayo yeah,
2: yeah so. uh, your, your your point about Kevin McStay earlier on uh, where Roscommon was common, put an awful lot of work into staying up in Division 1 and they were knackered come championship and then they were yeah. brutal in yeah, championship yeah, yeah. and then the the league forms were forgotten about but uh Andy McIntyre will obviously want to keep the guys uh, in that division because when you're competing against the better players you learn and you, and you develop better uh, League finalists I think Galway will definitely have a good bounce off Horwick Joyce uh, hopefully they go back to a more traditional uh, kick-pass uh, type football the way Corfin play um, and, and Joyce being a forward and a centre-forward as well having marked him a couple of times uh, towards the latter stage of his career you you kind of thought you had him in, in, in your pocket but just the cleverness of the runs, and mm. once he got the ball into his hands, you uh, weren't getting the back from yeah.
1: him. And he played Shane Walsh full forward so far, which is interesting. Where he played Damien Comer he wanted to wait until everybody's back. But Shane yeah. Walsh close to goals, like I mean, he he scores he's heavily because in the half forward line, it's a bit like Dear McConnelly. Yeah. You play out there, you're chasing a lad. You don't want mm. your star players chasing yeah. lads, do you? <laughs>
2: and you and, and you seen Shane Walsh a couple of times working hard, tracking back, and he's picking a ball in forty five, and yeah. you might break a tackler too back there, but again. Yeah. How much damage is he going to do. But uh I I would agree with you what you're talking about in terms of Dublin and Desi will try a couple of new players and new systems and whatever. So they certainly won't go down Dublin. Uh, will they get to the league final? Uh, probably not, but uh I'm gonna go with Kerry and oh who
0: would you say? Kerry I, and Galway is it for the final? No,
2: I I I think Mayo are gonna do well. I know they I won last so. year, but uh <laughs> yeah. the second year um the lads will want to do well again, like you know. But but I do take on board your points That they don't necessarily need the league So if they're going to trial a couple of new players well,
1: Kerry League champions, then, you're saying? Yes. Okay, and you're saying Kerry League champions? Are you no, saying, are I, you did, saying? I don't have Kerry in the final. I'll go right, Galway fine. League champions. Galway, to beat Dublin in yeah. the final? Yeah, well, yeah. Never going to happen. <laughs> I've got Kerry to beat Galway. Right, let's move on here, lads, because Cheddar will be in here soon. And Ger- Cheddar's our VIP pundit here, lads. You hope you, hope you know here, yeah. Um Okay, Division 2. So, for me, this is a shootout between Kildare, Armagh and Roscommon. So, like, I mean, I can't see anybody else featuring for promotion. Claire missing players; they're two most important players: Gary Brennan, Jamie Malone. The two players that would are they're two Division One level players. Westmead are missing Kieran Martin. Leish are missing three. The two Kingstons and Atride they're not going to feature. For are an interesting one. I'm not really sure what to to make of them. I think they'll just stay in and around mid table. Armagh have four away games, right? And this obviously obviously makes a difference, but they have Cavan and Kildare and Roscommon at home. So while the four away, their most important ones are at home. And then I see poor Leash, right? So Leash have four away, which is grand. But the three home games they have is Armagh, Cavan and Kildare. Like you'd imagine they'll say, now they have a great record against Armagh, but almost the three hardest games in the group they have at home. I'd rather have Westmead, Clear and for mana at home. Do you know that kind mm-hmm. of way? Like, I mean, if the easier games away, which makes them harder, and if the harder games at home, which kind of negates your advantage. So that does make a big difference. The draw, Calder um, obviously for me are the stand out favourites for it. They've Paul Cribben Niall Kelly, Johnny Byrne, and Daniel Flynn back from last year and if four home games that's including Roscommon um, at home so like I mean for me Kildare are no brainers and it's a toss up between Common and Armagh I'm a big Armagh fan like I'm a uh, mm, Galway mm, fan no, no, no. I have a little thing for Armagh I think they have huge potential so I'm going to go Kildare Armagh in the final and to be relegated unfortunately I think Clare are going to do enough to survive Clare it was funny everybody's talking about Clare being missing players and everything and Colin Connell's not talking like that at all he says it's not all doom and gloom Pierce Lillis is back Kieran Russell didn't play against Mead last year Caelan Sexton is back and Dear McCoughlin was only coming back after a serious injury so like while their two star players are gone they four solid Caelan Sexton and Pierce Lillis were guaranteed starters a um, few years before last year so I think Clare will do enough to stay up Um for me, then it's Leash and Westmead. It's a terrible thing to say, but I think Leash and Westmead will go straight will go straight back down. if Leash had everybody, um obviously the lads they're missing, Brendan Quigley is is after retiring as well. And true Brendan Quigley uh form might quirk announced it there was no GPA statement there was no Twitter uh, f- uh, announcement Brendan Quigley just retired and told his manager wasn't a great and innocent it days lunch. Jeremy back, <laughs> <laughs> back when that was the case so that's it yeah I think unfortunately they're, they're my predictions for two uh, Leash,
2: Leash and Westmead will definitely struggle um, I think Clare will be highly motivated to be so high up in the in the leagues uh, as, a, as a non-football county so to speak I think they'll be extremely fit coming into it they'll put an awful lot of work into it um, Leash and Westmead—they've been they're, they're about division one, two, and three, but more two and three. They've been Over one, last two, three, years, and yeah. four
1: the two of them in the last sorry. six or seven years. Second they've years. been yo and Westmead have an yeah. incredible record in that they haven't stayed in a division for the last seven years.
2: And I think it's going to be the same. They want to keep the record yeah. going, yeah. But they be going back down. So I uh, mentioned
1: Kieran Martin, who's probably their most—he was their captain last year, probably their most important player outside of John Heslin. He's going to miss most of the league with injuries so that's yeah. good do you know, so who are we going to? Who are we going, I, who are I, going to go? I think Ross win Calma
2: will, will win the league, and it'll be. I think if it's Armagh, will probably take it there. Um, I, I like some of the new players uh, that are, I've seen Jared Oakburns play colleges and uh, Ray O'Neill, uh, very talented guy. Jamie Clark's
1: back this year Jeremy too. Jamie Clark's back. He as didn't well. play with Cross McGlenn but he's back for Armagh. So that's, that's back a. You Stephen Campbell. They've a great team. Armagh, you know. So he's he's a, So
2: um, Armagh Sorry Armagh And Roscommon In the league final With
0: Roscommon to win Okay Roscommon, Calair Final Leash and Westmead To go down I fear for Cavan actually Just with all the players They've lost Cavan could
1: Cavan could be in trouble With Mackie gone With Dara McFeety Killian Clark, Darren Moynihan lads they're, f- they're four best players yeah. another oh yeah him as, well. him as well the wing yeah. back yeah you're right so like I mean I wouldn't rule Cavan completely out of the, the, the drop as well if, if anyone's to get to, it'll be between Leash Westmead Cavan and Clare I'd imagine to, to potentially go down anyways we'll go to Division 3 lads because this is very very easy for league champions here this has to be Cork, Cork I, yeah. how did I miss Keane O'Neill being brought into their backroom team When did this happen? Over Christmas when I was not looking at any GA news and taking a break. It must have been. I didn't know this. So he's brought... He has these new
2: goggles he's going to bring in. The
1: the occlusion (laughs) goggles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hope he doesn't lose the run
2: of himself down there and start getting
1: them in. Maybe when he's number two. So the Nemo lads back in, but I don't think they're available for this weekend. This is the bad news. Brian Hurley's going to be out for three games. Mark Collins, they have their team picked as well. Um, Mark Collins isn't... um, isn't picked. They've two, four of the under 21 players from last year starting. Paul Ring in the backs, Brian Hartnett um, in midfield or wing forward, he's a midfielder. Um, Damien Gordon and Kahlo Matney, who were corner forward and full forward under under 20s when they beat Dublin. Sean Potter is back, corner back, attacking corner Very back. Okay. They're all doing it, lads. <laughs> this is the new trend. You play an attacking corner. There's a, now Jack McCaffrey will start playing number four. <laughs> so you have Kieran Sheen is starting full forward as well. So, like, I mean, they have an incredible you know selection of players and they always have but especially now when you've Porter and Sheehan back and then you've those 420s that are coming on the back of the good successful year they had last year Cork are, and and with Keane O'Neill say what you want about Keane he like he's not, doesn't lack confidence but he's a good record and for Cork he will improve them massively Yeah look
2: you'd have to fancy Cork to, to win uh, and get promotion back up to Division 2 uh, surprisingly when Cork again the Munster final last year reverted back to the way we associate uh, Cork play football yeah. attack on style put a high press on uh, they're much more suited to that I think uh, any Cork team that is uh, over, overly tactical I, I think fellas get lost um, look at the under 20s last year it was just all out attack put the press mm-hmm. on the kick out and let's just yeah. have a go here we tried to get the plus one at the back, uh, but let's just have a go and play football. And uh, I know there is a bit more freedom at under twenty level. Where you'd like to think there is, uh, the, but, the players uh, took
1: ownership of that and they yeah. responded to that. And it's yeah. another bit of proof that when players take ownership of something, they're <coughs> responsible for it and it's their neck on the line. You decided, lads. Yeah, exactly. Show me what you have. If yeah. this is what you want, that's it's a, that's a, a very important kind of tool for a manager to say look you tell me then it,
2: it, it, it just makes not it, always you don't want to look yeah, weak but yeah. But it makes you become authentic now and if a player has a, players have outrageous ideas ok let's try them for a game or two the manager might see things differently and if they don't work well then ok your 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 style hasn't worked, so we're going to try my style, so to speak. But there has to be a togetherness and the buy-in from everyone, like you know. Yeah, but no, uh,
1: definitely. Another bit of information about Cork is they've lost their goalkeeper Mark White, and he has a booming goal. That's mm, a huge loss mm. to them actually, because he's he's a in the modern game, he can drive it to the far forty-five, especially is with he, the new. Is, is he kicker. injured or he's going travelling? Okay, yeah. So he's he's gone. He can he can stick it if he's kicking it from the twenty-meter line. You could be hitting the far forty-five. He's yeah. got such a big kick, so he's a big loss. For me. I can't decide who's going to go up with Cork or who's going to be in the final because for all Tipperary are missing Quinn Livin, Liam McGrath, Liam Casey. Down are down are missing um, for the first few league games, Caelan Mooney, Conair Harrison and Niall Donnelly. Come on. Like I mean if three of the most important players that they have, um, awfully Longford are missing a whole load of fellas. They're missing Robbie Smith, Conor Berry, Barry McKeown, Derek Quinn. Aidan A- Darren Quinn Aiden McElligot John Keane Keegan and David McGivney now they do have the Mulna Hockta lads back in Of oh, David McGivney is Mulna um, definitely they're out so Longford aren't at full strength Louder missing Andy McDonnell and one or two more they're not at full strength so like I mean Leitrim have four away games and are missing an awful lot of players as well players, and shipped yeah. an awful beating to to uh, yes, Ross, Common. Ross Common so for me I can't decide I might go with Derry I, might go I with thought the I was
0: going to be a surprise call
1: I, I might go a with a the old dog for the hard road um, Rory Gallagher puke football let's get them up to <laughs> Division yeah. 2 let's, let's get these results in the bag like he did with Fermanagh um, Derry. Conan was telling me an interesting player to look out for Colin McGoldrick he's Sean Leo McGoldrick's brother he's 31 he's never played with the county Never really wanted to What a to. story And Rory has it, coaxed him in I can't wait to see yeah. this fella He's meant to be He scores heavily at club level Cole, Cole no? rain, I think there. Okay um, And And uh, he scores heavily at club level so he'll be a very interesting one to come in with uh, in my head I've never seen Colin McAldrick but from how Conan uh, described him to me he's Sean Quigley do you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a heavy scorer do yeah. you know left and right class but maybe might not like that winter training yeah. or whatever anyways Sean um, Quigley's also gone though as well isn't he? he's, he's gone, gone as well for Fermanagh, Fermanagh, Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. The, he's definitely gone I'm going to go Cork and Derry lads and I'm going to go Loud and Leitrim to go down Cheers. I, I
2: go with the two guys for the finalists and for relegation I'm just unsure um, I certainly fancy for Fermanagh to uh, they'll be they'll be fine you know for uh, Manor, sorry, division uh, no, sorry, uh Derry Derry, sorry, yeah. uh, Derry will certainly push uh, they'll be negative but they, they, they'll uh, get points on the board and they'll push towards the final uh, The their teams uh, it's a toss up for me between a lot of them and uh I won't guess just now
1: Interesting If Longford were Full strength I would tip them To come up Yeah, there. They did yeah. really well Last year Without the Mull to Players Probably
0: ahead of Derry But just given the Missing contingent As you mentioned there So I say Cork And I just think Teams are going to Struggle against Rory Ball In, in Division 3 So I th- I actually Fancy them to make it And to go down Leitrim And I uh, loud just, just based on kind of the, their season went into free fall last year towards the end of the championship by again as you said they're missing Andy McDonald so that's not based on a lot of evidence recently but yeah. th- that'd be my call
1: ah look listen les, they're not easy predictions when you go yeah. down the league yeah. down yeah. to division four now les, so it's a, it's a top Pop's stop car yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carlo for me to go up even though they've lost uh, their former coach whose name escapes me at the moment I can't remember what his name was, Outers, that was uh, name. oh yeah maybe that was it yeah. um, they have a new they have Stephen O'Mara who does a, a lot of uh, statistics and stuff Jerry. you probably came across him you know that grassroots football mm-hmm. he used to do good yeah, analysis yeah, pieces yeah. on the Dublin Club football he's their new coach um, so Carlo for me to go up and again it's a toss up who could go up with him Sligo Sligo run on a 13 game losing run you'd imagine they should go back up and they've lost their, they've lost Niall Murphy who's by far and away their best player so I don't know what the, the morale like is in there Limerick seemed to be on a much better trajectory they won the McGrath Cup it's a big deal for them. Um, they beat Tipperary in the championship. They went away to Westmead then and weren't disgraced. That was a close game up until Westmead won it by six in the end. I think they could potentially go up. Davey Byrne, uh, or Davy Burks, Wicklow have a lot of lads missing as well. Connor McGrainer, Theo Smith, Patrick O'Connor. These lads, I don't think they're at full strength. I'm going to go for Carlo and Limerick to go up.
2: Chair. I'm gonna go with See, these dubs don't know the Lord of the the Rings. what's Division Four like. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I actually remember uh Cat as the manager, and we played a Division Two League game uh, against Limerick in the in, uh, ah, But They oh, or, were very uh,
1: good back in the noughties, yeah, there, weren't they? Yeah,
2: they were, they were decent enough. Now I think uh, I think we lost that game, but uh, uh, with Limerick winning the McGrath Cup and a bit of success in last season. If they can get a bit of momentum uh, into the first couple of league games, you'd you'd imagine that they would uh, probably push on. Uh, Carlo again, um, oh, what's the manager's name? Sorry, Turlick O'Brien. O'Brien. Sorry, like he's extremely uh, successful guy. He's, he's he's experienced now, and he, and he knows the players quite well. Uh, he'll certainly be keen to get back up to division 3. And he was a big, uh, what would you call it, opponent to the tier two coming in. So he'll be looking to get Carlo back up to uh division two if at all possible. So I will go with Limerick and, and uh Carlo to get back What about
1: Hustle? you, Connor?
0: Just based on things having to get better for them eventually I'll go for for Sligo I'll give the, the Western Westerners a shout out and uh, just on what you said about Limerick um, I think it's a good point having won the McGrath Cup and they were they did have a good season for, for, for by their Sanders, I suppose last year so I'll go with them too
1: Yeah Billy Lee likeable enough manager we need to get him onto the show because uh, he, whenever he speaks he seems to make sense uh, to me so hopefully we'll get him on during the league Right long show today that's all we've time for we'll be back on Monday with a review show and obviously next Thursday again we'll talk to you then good luck
0: I'm not finished yet, it took me a long time to get here.
1: Both parents have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they forget what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're, both of them are keen to, to you now focus on getting back to their county jerseys
2: But these fellas, will get such a <laughs> shit shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their
1: dances <laughs> <house just> for 10 <laughs> <in> years. <you. laughs>